and you're listening to A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff Milo, and joining me on the podcast today is Augusto Mike Flores, chairperson from the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission. Now, this is a group of volunteers who are working with area organizations that are empowering and supporting the arts within our community. They were reactivated in 2014 as an official government commission in the city of Ferndale, but they were actually founded about 20 years ago. They have lots of members who are dedicated to the arts, but we're talking to, as I said, chairperson Augusto Mike Flores. And today we're talking about the beautiful murals that they have been able to put up, particularly along Allen Nine Mile, talking about the cool projects they're working on, uh, such as an artist census here in the city. But we're also talking about Detroit Institute of Arts Inside Out program, which brings art from the DIA, the Tri-County residents, including us here in the community of Ferndale, and they utilize Inside Out uh, program to make art into something that is seen by and accessible to all. So what you're gonna get is high quality reproductions of masterpieces from the DIA's collection to outdoor venues around our city. We're going to be talking about that with Augusto as well, as well as just their overarching mission, which is engaging, empowering, and expressing creativity through the community of Ferndale. There is art everywhere, really, when you think about it, when you walk through downtown Ferndale, and you can actually see a map of that when you go to the website of the Arts and Cultural Commission, which we're going to link to in the show notes. The arts have enriched the lives of our residents, and the Arts and Cultural Commission here in Ferndale wishes to strengthen the relationships between citizens and creativity. That's what it's all about, cultural enrichment, bringing the arts into our lives, making sure that they are accessible to all. And DIA's Inside Out program is going to be doing that for sure. Augusto Mike Flores talks about the importance of accessibility, but also the special way in which we are going to be celebrating these pieces. We're not just going to put them up and walk away. There's going to be events that are going to be coming up throughout the summer that actually celebrate these pieces. So they're going to be visible between May and October. We'll have more details in the show notes, but here is my chat with Augusto Mike Flores, chairperson of the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission. Joining me on the podcast is Augusto Mike Flores, chairperson of the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you so much for inviting the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission and sharing the exciting stuff that we're working on um, for the next 12 months. I know, and I wanted to reach out to you because news reached us and news reached lots of folks uh, right around the end of February that uh, there was something new coming to Ferndale, Detroit's Institute of Arts Inside Out project. Can you tell us about this? What's going on in May here in Ferndale? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, as you um, shared, um, we received uh, exciting news that Ferndale was one of 20 odd communities selected to bring the arts to the community through the Detroit Institute of Art Inside and Out project. And this really is an initiative by the DIA to really make the arts available to the community that supports it. It's one of their outreach programs. And every year they select a few dozen communities and Ferndale was one of them. And what makes us unique is that we had actually been selected before about a decade ago. And rarely does the DIA select the community twice, mm -hmm. but because of all the exciting stuff that's going on in Ferndale and with the commission really promoting the arts, they elected to um, select us again 
which is very exciting for us. That's great. I didn't know that uh, it was kind of a rarity to get to get kind of a double dip here. That is really great. And especially yeah. good timing, too, because here we are. Spring is breaking. We've all been in quarantine. We all want to get out of the house. And now we get to be treated with visuals of art. And I think it's important to note here is... And you, and you can talk about this because uh, I think it kind of ties into the whole mission and ethos of this Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission is that just because something is inside of the walls of a museum doesn't make it art. It is so important to make art accessible. And it seems like that's what you guys have been doing, working toward a lot over the last, over your whole time there, over the last 20 years of existence. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So our mission at the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission is connecting our community through the arts and culture. And what that means is that we really have to make the arts accessible and relatable. Yeah. And I think that that's what really makes the Detroit region very unique against other metro areas. It's because our great institutions are really focused on making sure that the arts really are accessible, but more importantly, that they're not Eurocentric. They really, really focus on making sure that the arts are representative of their communities. One of the pieces of arts that is going to be presented or we're going to be available through the through the DIA Inside and Out project in Ferndale, and this is hot off the press, so you're the first one to hear this, All right. is that one of the pieces will be from an African-American artist, and it is the first time that this particular piece will be made available outside of the DIA walls. Wow. So that's exciting for our community because they really reflects our values yeah. and it really reflects the fact that our community is very accepting, mm -hmm. wants to be as inclusive as possible, and that we welcome anyone and everyone into our community. Right, 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 right. And I, uh, so we're going to link to the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission website. And when anyone arrives there, or if anyone has been following this group uh, on, on social media, it, it seems like you guys are either working on a lot of things or promoting a lot of things. But if you were to just walk down downtown Ferndale right now, you could almost find art around every corner. There's that that alleyway sort of nearby Found Sound. And there is that that other alleyway nearby the uh, Candlewick shop. And you just encounter art. Uh, what is the commission's role in that? Do you help sort of organize and commission these murals? What do you guys usually work on? Yeah, no. So really, our commission is really lucky because the arts really seem to be supported by basically every single agency, every single organization within within our city. So those two particular alleyways that you spoke of, those were actually commissioned by the DDA, which again is exciting because the DDA is, is a partner of ours. Sure. We consult with them and they consult with us. Specific projects that the commission has been involved in over the last couple of years are pieces that are seen next to the cupcake station ah, yes. right on Allen and Nine Mile, which is a prominent, very important corner. And there'll be three pieces there um, when you walk by. And what's unique about those pieces is uh, one, they're very unique. But number two, the messaging is the same, which is about diversity, it's about inclusion, and it's about belonging. Mm -hmm. As you walk anywhere within our city, not just in the core downtown area, you will, like you said, intersect with art, whether it be on Hilton, whether it be on Livernoy, or just very discreet roads and streets on, on in, in our community, you will run into, into art. So we partner with all the agencies and organizations within our city, the DDA being one of the strongest ones. Mm -hmm. And as you probably know, the DOT, which is the new development on Troy, 
the new our new parking structure, mm -hmm. uh, we have actually worked very closely with the DDA to find ways to activate that parking structure. And there will be more information about that coming out soon. I'm not at liberty to speak about the specifics okay. because that's being managed by the DDA. But to be determined, a lot of exciting things are going to happen with the DOT. Right. Uh, and we should say if you if you just drive by it and you don't really notice it, there is this artwork by high school. There were high school students at the time. Uh, Desiree Emmy had the the multicolored tennis shoes with the interlocking laces. Yes. And then uh, we have Evan Evan Goody. Is the... I have the specific names right here because it's it's so uh, it's so important. So artist uh, Nivik Monet, which is the one with the skeleton right fe uh, features, and then the two laces uh, would be Desiree Emmis. Yeah. Right. Um, and what's interesting about those particular pieces is that the whole community was involved in realizing um, that particular piece. Those artists came up with a concept. There was a lot of other additional artists that came in and helped kind of create the programming around it. And it, it made those canvases available where people could come in and color, write messaging, and so forth. So truly, it really is an, all of these pieces are interactive pieces that reflect our community. Yeah, but there really, there really is art everywhere. There was also uh, Chamber of Commerce would do Artist in You, which would put uh, other we have art on our wall outside here in the library, which is by a high school student or in on the side of the Emory or on the side of the, well, the old flower shop, which isn't going to be a flower shop anymore. But there's really art everywhere. Yeah. And, and even yeah. if you look at businesses and yeah. nonprofits, um, so Level One is a great example mm -hmm. of how they utilize their lobby to activate it with um, artists. Uh, on a monthly basis, and it turns into a gallery mm -hmm. where the community is invited. Affirmations is another great example where their lobby truly is a gallery right. um, where they rotate artists um, to basically, again, making the arts accessible to the community. Yeah. What? Tell me a little about uh, you. When did you join the Arts and Cultural Commission? I know it's been in existence for now 21 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really, the, the great exciting stuff that's happening um, with the Fernando Arts and Cultural Commission really is the benefit of basically 20 years of infrastructure that has been set up by previous leaders. As you mentioned, this uh, the organization has been, has been around for about 20 years. And really what this particular um, commission is doing uh, or has been doing for the last year and continuing to do over the next year is building upon that successful foundation. As it relates to me, I was invited by uh, former mayor Dan Martin to continue a conversation with the community after I had been civically engaged in another way and uh, asked me to stay engaged, asked if I would be interested in joining the Fernando Arts and Cultural Commission, and I said yes. I am not an artist. I do not claim to be an artist. Nor but I. I'm a huge, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a huge patron of the arts, mm -hmm. and um, my background is in strategy development, execution of projects, project management, and so forth. And what we've been able to do over the last couple of months, specifically over the last year, is bring everyone's expertise to really start executing on projects for the Fernando Arts and Cultural Commission. So last year, several accomplishments occurred. Number one was that we actually relaunched a new website. We revisioned what the commission was uh, to do. So we created a new mission and vision, which I stated earlier. Uh, we actually, because of this new vision and mission, we needed a tool to be able to connect the artist with the community. 
So we created the, a database that we launched last year called the Art Census 2020. The census, yeah. I found that yeah. interesting. And we actually have been successful with that database. We have about um, 40 artists that have uh, registered their names. And we've been able to connect these particular artists with businesses as businesses are looking for ways to activate their walls or their spaces. This becomes a central location for them to reach out to us and for us to be able to connect their the, the, the community with uh, with the artists. Other things that we've been able to do is that we really focus on re-engaging with all of our major institutions, the DIA, the Michigan Opera Theater, the Symphony, MoDA, uh, the Hannon Center. And the reason that we really wanted to do that was because these are institutions, one, that have a lot more resources than we do, but number two, they really are experts in the area. And they really have the infrastructure to be able to really execute on different things. The example being the DIA inside and out. Um, so why reinvent the wheel when we really just have to partner um, with great institutions? Other things that we really wanted to focus on is really leveraging the voice of the Ferndale arts community. So we really, really focused on increasing our social media presence. Uh, we reactivated our Facebook page. We reactivated our Instagram page. Again, we relaunched our, our web um, page and we have been very, very successful. Depending on the content, we have the ability to reach about 11,000 unique users, which is amazing. So again, when there's something that we want to promote uh, as it relates to the Front of Arts and Cultural Commission, our footprint continues to grow and grow and grow. You know, so I'll just give a plug to here. Here in the library, we have our own art and art and exhibitions committee where we you know, normally we like to get, we just commission work from an artist to hang some work here in the library. Patrons can walk by it. The whole mission is much simpler. We just want to promote and foster an appreciation of two-dimensional, three-dimensional mixed media work for our library patrons through these this is, these exhibits. But can you talk about, because you just talked about a lot of great work that you guys are doing, some wins that you have had over the last few years, some great partnerships that you have forged, which speaks to how adept you, adept you are and adept the, the, the commission is at uh, organizing all that and that civic engagement side of it. But from the purely artistic end of it, from, from that idea of bringing art into people's lives, it clearly was important for you to stay on the commission and continue working for the commission. Can you talk about that, that uh, less civic engagement and just more artsy side of it? Why, mm -hmm. why you're motivated to continue this, this work and why it matters, I guess? Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, I think that it's, it's very, very simple. I think it's that arts really is a common language. Yeah. In this world that it's so built on divisiveness and really a lot of tension, what the art allows us to do is to be able to communicate in a common language. And I think that that's what's missing in our current environment is finding that common language, that common base that we can all come to. Yeah. So again, arts can also be controversial, mm -hmm. but I think that we can all agree that there was a level of mastery that was required to create a piece of art. And I think that we can, we can, we can all come together and say, wow, somebody envisioned something, mm -hmm. somebody was able to execute something, and now we can all comment on that, whatever that one thing uh, that was executed. And I think that's really what the art allows us to do. In addition to that, it allows us to feel something different outside of ourselves. The arts can be experienced by yourself, it can be experienced with your partner, it can be experienced as a community, or really can be experienced as an emptiness as well. 
And I think that that dynamic experience allows us to connect with our community. You can be walking by Allen and Nine Mile, completely ignore all the buildings around you, and somehow those three pieces of art capture your attention and it stops you. Guess what else happens? Somebody else walking by notices that you stop and looks at the wall and, and admires the wall. Because right. they're wondering, why are they, oh wow, there's three pieces of art right there. And now it has invoked something different for them. Right. And then those two people are sitting there, standing there, and they could potentially prompt a conversation mm-hmm. about what does that mean? How are you feeling about it? How am I feeling about it? And why is this important in Ferndale? Right. That's what the art allows us to do. It allows us to communicate at a much different level. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows us to come together and have a discussion. And that's something that really is missing um, in this kind of modern world, fast-paced world. Yeah. Um, the art allows you to stop, to pause, to look at something, to admire it. You have to think about how you're feeling. And then hopefully you're able to express it and share it with someone. Yes. And you are... Particularly, we're, we're, we're talking about also there's some intention here that you really touched on here. It, nothing against uh, a still life uh, that's a picture of a bowl of fruit, but we're really trying to find art that not overtly sends a message, but that has some, some substance there and art that can celebrate diversity and promote inclusivity and then create that unity that you talked about, yeah. right? Yes, no, definitely, definitely. I think it's, it's not necessarily maybe sending a message, mm-hmm. but I think that reflects our values as yeah. a community. And I think that that's, what's, that's what makes us very unique here in Ferndale, that each of these pieces may be misinterpreted as sending a message um, by outsiders, but for us, they truly reflect our values. Right. And I think that that really, again, um, this particular commission cannot take all the credit for that. That's really the hard work of 20 years of hard work from the previous leadership, um, from the, um, the city council that has prioritized this um, throughout um, all the different uh, boards and commissions and um, city um, organizations, um, and truly the community as well. Mm-hmm. The community has said that this is a priority for us, mm-hmm. and, um, and the community has taken a stance. And I think that you see that reflected throughout the whole city, including the arts. So I guess in closing, do you have any details you can give us about or what we can maybe anticipate when it comes to the DIA's Inside Out program here. I know it's going to be in in several other communities, but we are excited to be one of those communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know kind of some of the specifics, like how many pieces are going up? I know the library is going to get one. Uh, So that's kind of exciting. We don't know what we're getting yet, but we know it's book related. But can you Mm -hmm. talk about that, what we're looking ahead to? Yes. So I can't share too many details, but what I can share is that five pieces have been selected. They will be displayed throughout what we call, what we consider our core downtown. Mm -hmm. So you will be able to walk, bike, stroll, walk your dog from location to location (laughs) to admire all these pieces. What's going to be very unique about our particular um, DIA experience is that in addition to us being able to work with the DIA, we are also working very, very closely with the um, Accessibility and Inclusion um, Committee to make sure that the arts truly are accessible. So we're adding QR codes. So somebody will be able to scan the QR code. And if they have any uh, barriers, there will be um, an app that they would go to and that app will read out what that particular piece is. We're doing different things like that to make sure that the arts are truly, truly accessible. Um, Other things that we're making sure that uh, makes us unique 
is that we're going to activate these spaces. So most communities will just invite the DIA and those pieces will sit there throughout the summer. And there might be one or two um, programs around it. We are going to be launching something very, very soon where we're going to focus on specific Fridays um, that will activate um, these spaces. So there will be something unique happening on very specific Fridays um, throughout the summer. And the, our community is going to have an opportunity to tell us exactly what they want to see. So just to give you an example, it could be as simple as yoga near some of these pieces to something a little bit more involved. In addition to that, we're creating unique hashtags. So as the community um, rotates throughout the pieces, they'll be able to take pictures, um, Instagram them, tag us, and so that way the other community members can see uh, the exciting stuff that's happening in Ferndale uh, around these particular pieces. So again, the commission, uh, all the members on the commission, along with our city partners, have really been very thoughtful about not only inviting the DIA into our community, but really having focused programs around it to make sure that these pieces are activated and that as many members from our community and our surrounding communities um, are able to enjoy the arts, which truly is the purpose of this, yeah. making the arts accessible to the community. Right. Accessible. Such a key word. Sharing the art and then also yeah. celebrating the art. Yes. And then the inside out thing is excited in and of itself. But I think that this census idea and that other that other portion of your mission of of supporting local artists is very important to note on. So we're going to we're going to have uh, uh, information about that in the show notes to this podcast. So Augusta, Mike Flores, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. This is such an exciting time right now. Yes. No. Once again, Jeff, thank you so much for inviting the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission, um, allowing us to um, use your platform to share the exciting news and exciting projects that we're working on. And we invite the community to connect with us via social media, um, via email, um, by actually joining our, our meetings and really, really getting engaged and sharing with us what else they want to see uh, from our commission to make the arts truly accessible for everyone in Ferndale. Art is everywhere and it enriches our lives. It thank does. You. Thank you so much. All right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have our, our, our eyes on the lookout this spring through the summer. Detroit Inside Out is coming to Ferndale. Thanks again, Augusto. Thank you. And that was our chat with Augusto Mike Flores, chairperson from the Ferndale Arts and Cultural Commission. We have links in the show notes to find out more about this organization and their ongoing efforts to connect Ferndalians with art. Art is everywhere, and it's going to be throughout our city with masterpieces from the DIA through the Inside Out program. That is our show for today. It is A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. My name's Jeff Milo, and the music that you hear coming in and out of these episodes is by local musician Chad Stocker. Support local artists, support local musicians, and support local podcasts. If you've been listening to us for a while already, uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, or tell a friend. If you enjoyed this chat, please share it to social media. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.